0: Tattoos, ink, art, the lifestyle, the people, the people, the stories. The
1: manager of the place let prostitutes come in and do their thing, and then they had a
2: hot tub in the back.
0: And now, a real look inside the tattoo parlor and the people who make it up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on, on, on. You're right.
1: They just let prostitutes come in and do that? What does that mean? The stories behind the
0: ink.
2: So they run outside and they're like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm fixing my bike.
0: <laughs> this is the Illustrated Conversation with Casey Baldwin of Bold and Brave Tattoo, Leak City, Texas. Check out the ink at boldandbravetattoo.com. The Illustrated Conversation with your host, Casey Baldwin.
1: All right, here we go. Welcome to episode four of the Illustrated Conversation. Today I have Zach, our mentor, again back with us, and Amando Landa. What's up, guys? How's it going? Y'all yeah, doing all right? Glad to be here, man. Cool, cool, cool. Both these guys work with me. Uh, Zach's been on here before, man. Uh, Amando used to be my apprentice. Uh, he just started tattooing a few months back. How's that going?
2: Pretty good. I mean, definitely. Not as easy as everyone would think it would be, but so worth it. Loving it. How come you're not famous yet, bro? I know. I mean, Instagram and everything, right? It That's why I brought you on, man. You were supposed to get famous
1: and then make me famous, mm-hmm. and then I was supposed to make Zach famous. Fifty thousand followers, I, just. I know.
3: don't know why I'm not famous yet. Well, it's a
2: conspiracy. Expert stuff. Yeah. I'm fine.
3: <laughs> Obama. <laughs> Alright, cool. So, uh, one
1: thing I wanted to talk about this show, man, is all three of us tattoo traditional style, if you will. We're traditional artists. You can tell by Mondo's hat and Zach's plaid shirt uh, and his beard. <laughs> yeah. And maybe our tattoos, if you
2: look close enough. Once I get a flannel like that, I'll be just as good. Yeah, Guaranteed. You, For guaranteed. sure. You
1: need to upgrade to the flannel mm.
3: and learn how to grow a beard. Water into yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. How do you do it, dude? I don't know. It's just blessed. Just be man. Yeah. Rub tattoo ink in there. And just. We gotta start smoking cigarettes whenever you're like seven, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then quit what, when you're sixteen. Yeah. I <laughs> used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. So that way, when I used you to be cool, puberty, your voice just gets real deep. That's where the facial hair comes yeah. from. Yeah. Well, I'm almost 33, and I still
1: don't have facial hair, so. I got a, a mean mustache, man. Like, I could be True. an old West gunslinger with this mustache. Definitely. My wife popular. won't let me grow it out like that, though. Like Yosemite Sam. You got that going on. I'm thinking more like Tombstone. Like, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Yeah. Like, real big. That's what I really want to do. And then carry my gun with me everywhere. All right. Sorry. What's thoughts that we're talking tattoos? So, I guess I'll start with you, Zach, man. How would you define a traditional tattoo? Uh,.
3: Well, I mean, everybody's going to make their own, like, definition of it, I think. But to me... Well, you know. To me... There's rules, right? Yeah. But I really don't know how to define the rule. I mean, it has to have bold outline, a lot of black, bold color, limited color palette. Uh, it doesn't have to be a specific type of imagery. A lot of people right. think that it's, you know, it has to be, like... It has to be eagle. Mom hearts and eagles mm-hmm. and clipper ships and all that, but... You can pretty much do anything as far as imagery,
1: and just do it in the style. I tell people that yeah. all the time. I can do anything in Japanese style. Mm. It doesn't have to be a koi fish. Yeah. You know, you, you just yeah. follow the rules of the style, and there it is.
2: What but, about you, Mondo? What drew you to traditional? I think just it just stands out to me. You know, someone walks by, you see just a bold, bright piece, just yeah. catches my eye, unlike any other tattoo. You know, if someone has a quote on their arm, cool, but just something about those. I always old lines and I always out. relate
1: just because of my like graffiti background. Traditional is always like I feel like that's why I was drawn to traditional because they have the same guidelines as far as like. Anybody who doesn't gra- do graffiti will say, "Oh, all graffiti looks the same." Mm-hmm. You know. Well, there's a reason it all looks the same. You know, because we all follow the same rules. It really doesn't all look the same because mm-hmm. amongst graffiti artists, you can tell the difference between artists. You know, yeah, everybody has their own, but everybody has the same rules. You know, you do an outline, you do a 3D, you do an aura. You know, da 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 da, and that's what makes it look like graffiti. Graffiti yeah. isn't just anything written on a wall. There's a certain look it has. Yeah. So traditional has the same. Guidelines, You know, like bold outline, heavy black, moderate color palette, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they do stand out. And the reason they stand out, man, is because you can see that shit from a mile away. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You can, you can see someone with tattoos from 100 yards away and be like, yeah, he's got eagle on his arm. Well, it's true, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, any other style, you can't read a portrait from a mile away. And you can't read most new school stuff from a mile away, you know, even though that stuff is really good and technical and clean and awesome. Mm -hmm.
2: And just the way it ages as well. I love the look of it. You know, you still know what it is 50, 60 years later stands out. Like I run into people, even on my old job, they just had tattoos. They got when they were like 15, 16, you know, exactly what it is. I've seen even uh, Jerry designs, you know, but they just look fantastic. And I just don't see A lot of new school stuff, you know, or portraits holding up as well. You have to think that all these other genres of tattooing are fairly new into
1: tattooing, Mm -hmm. you know. So you start thinking about what style holds the most water and which one has the most history. And it's obviously traditional because that's how tattooing really started, you know. Yeah. These real traditional designs, because I think they hold more meaning. You know what I mean? I I feel like a traditional skull is way more powerful than any type of other skull. Oh, yeah. On the body, you know? Absolutely. And a traditional rose is the same way. It's just it holds more uh, value or whatever. What do I know? (laughs) (laughs) But how do you feel about... One thing about our shop, man, is we have a lot of hand-painted flash on the wall. It's stuff that we all did and put a lot of time into and... How do y'all feel
3: about these people coming in with the idea of, like, well, I'm not just going to get something off the wall? Because they want it to be more original. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't want anything on the wall because, you know, somebody might have that, but mm-hmm. they're showing you a picture on their phone of somebody's tattoo. and Right.
1: Uh, I think the internet is way more accessible than the, the shit on our walls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 10 people on a busy day might walk into our shop. A billion people get on Google a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, so. But yeah, it's true. And they come in and you know, somebody else. Has... First of all, nobody else has your tattoo. If you got the same tattoo as somebody else, it's still not the same. It was done by hand, you know, mm-hmm. and you all have different skin. It's never going to look the same. Yeah, there's a million eagles done, but.
2: And there's so many different variations and artists can do it, man. Like Even if they do the same one, man. It's if I did the same cool, yeah. tattoo
1: five times in a row, it would literally be five different tattoos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally. No one has the same tattoo. Just close to the same image, I guess, you know. And then people come in. How do you feel about when people come in and they're like, man, I really like what you do, but I don't want that cartoony shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's all I do, man. What are you talking about?
3: <laughs> how do you feel about people describing traditional cartoons? I mean, I get what they're saying. You know, they don't know how else to describe it. But, I mean, I think some... like I think new school stuff's more cartoony. It's more animated. Yeah, looking. absolutely. But... I don't know, I guess because they just see traditional colors in an outline. Yeah, they see traditional as like a coloring book because there's an outline and it's not necessarily like, I don't know. Well let me ask you this. As a traditional artist, I'm gonna ask you both this.
1: This It's a trick question. You better answer right. (laughs) What makes being a traditional
2: artist complicated? I think just it looks simple. It's definitely not as simple to like why is it not simple? You will see every mistake. If any, you know, you would definitely notice because it's just bold lines and you'll catch it. And I feel like you have more play within other kind of styles, you know? Yeah. Because you have more, an opportunity to fix that. Yeah. And there's ways in traditional to fix mistakes in tattoos, but yeah, I just feel like... That's the thing
1: about traditional, man, is we're really not exaggerating images. Mm -hmm. No. We're taking real images and doing them proportionately correct. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Whereas other styles are able to exaggerate things. You know what I mean? You can Mm -hmm. make... An eyeball and a skull ten times as big as it needs to be if it just has flow. Yeah. You know what I mean? But traditional is not that way. Is it complicated? Do you think it's complicated or do you think it's it, easy?
3: It's not complicated, but. Because you're a master, you know, huh? You, you see all these Hat
1: people.
2: Master, oh, that, master.
3: You Shh. know, they do all this other stuff, all these different styles, and they think that doing traditional tattoos you would have to, like, dumb yourself down, but they
2: still can't pull it off. Because it's hard to simplify, like simplifying something in traditional, in my opinion, that's what took me forever when I started drawing this kind of imagery. Just it could look wonky in a cool way, or look wonky in like you don't know what you're doing kind of way. Yeah, if you know what I'm coming from.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
2: And what you were saying earlier on people about like when they come in and say just cartoony, I think it's just a lack of knowledge, not in a negative way, but they just don't know about what tattooing was a while. And what you was know? it?
1: What was? Tr- I mean. What's y'all's idea of what traditional was before we even got into it?
2: Just people going to the shop. I mean, literally, just that's what it was, picking off the wall. But who they, was it? Who was getting tattooed? Sailors and...
1: People who and, were doing stuff
2: yeah, full yeah, of so, meaning, yeah. you
1: know? That's the thing. It's like what, what the, like traditional, well, that's just how old people got tattooed. It's like When they got tattooed, it really meant something. Mm-hmm. The girl on their arm wasn't just because they thought girls... like They were representing whatever girl they were leaving to yeah. go off into war,
2: you know? It a or even a QP on your arm. You could be symbolizing your child at home. Or, you or just
1: symbolizing, you know, as far as QP's go. You think way. so? You think that's why they got QP's? For y'all who don't know, QP's were like the little Rosie O'Neill dolls, like little babies with the little pointy heads. Uh, they are. It's an old traditional tattoo design. I've never thought about why people
3: got those. I thought it, it was just because... It cause. might just be because it reminds them of, you know, something from back home. Like the... Yeah. You know. Well, I think most of them are like that.
1: They're either representing something they left behind or representing something they're going towards. You know what I mean? So the clipper ship, the swallows, you know, back then the swallows meant something. I don't know. And someone's going to email me and correct me on this. But it was like so many nautical miles mm-hmm. you get a swallow on your chest. But even before that, the swallow was representative because when you were at sea, the second you knew you were close to land is the second you saw birds. Yeah. So, it was like a sign of hope, Mm. you know what I mean? So, they would get that tattooed. It carried on through all that, like the the rooster and the pig on the foot is like a real traditional idea and design, and the reason they got that is because they would carry chickens and pigs on the boat with them for Mm. food, you know? In wooden crates. In wooden crates, and when the ship would sink, the only thing that floated was the chicken and the pigs, So the sailors would get the chicken and pigs tattooed on their foot and hope that they would have the same fate as the chicken and pigs Mm -hmm. if the ships would sink. It had a ton of meaning, you know. Mm -hmm. All these tattoos had a ton of meaning. They they might have have lost their meaning now, but the ritual still carries on. The meaning is lost way before the ritual is lost. Does anybody know why we have put up Christmas trees? (laughs) <laughs> no. yeah. Nobody nope. knows, you know, but we still do. But there was a meaning at one time, yeah. but we've lost that. But yeah. we still carry it on, you know? And it's the same thing with traditional tattoos, you know? The meaning may be lost, but the tradition is still there. Yeah.
3: traditional tattoos.
1: I saw a link. I didn't click on it, but it was like three hours
2: of mouth sounds.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was a pug eating a banana, and it sounded <laughs> horrifying, dude. A pug <laughs> eating a banana. Because they're heavy breathing, and cool. then they have like that mushy sound. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they do. It's like you want to give
3: them
0: CPR if you <laughs> need one. The Illustrated Conversation. Check out the artists that make up the shop at tattoo.com. and follow us on Instagram. You're listening to The Illustrated Conversation. The stories behind the ink. This is is the Illustrated Conversation with Casey Baldwin of Bold and Brave Tattoo, League City, Texas on Final Draft Radio.
1: All right, and we're back. So, uh, the other night, man, I was chilling by myself real late at night and I fell down an internet wormhole. You ever done that? Oh yeah, like the weird side of YouTube? Are just the weird side of the internet, man.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you no, ever, I mean, ever really had an experience with that? Yeah. Well, I guess what well, you would expect to be on a weird side. Why topic. are you laughing? Because <laughs> he knows exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. No, I haven't <laughs> even got to the point yet.
1: Come on, open up,
2: Zach. What's on in your mind, bro. I don't know. He's thinking about it right now. He's seen some shit, for sure. I mean, everybody's gone down a wormhole.
1: So, I don't even know how I got down this wormhole, man, but it was uh, ASMR.
2: Have y'all heard about that? Yeah, there's the... Close up talking like this Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Putting your fingers on the mic and stuff I saw a Cardi B okay. one Let me see if nah. I can get a
1: diff- definition of this
2: Oh, there's a Cardi B one? Yeah, like if I'm in a coma, put that on And I'm gonna know what's up for sure
1: Autonomous sensory medirian response What these people are doing is It's like they have a microphone in front of them But they talk like this And they want you to hear every sound
3: you to hear stuff like this.
2: It's just super personal. Is that what I it think, is? I think so. Like it just okay, like so really I, cool fell, I fell down
1: the wormhole because uh, it was like some kind of I don't even know how I got on it, but I ended up to like some kind of a sleep deprivation thing, and I was reading comments. That's where you fuck up. First of all, reading comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where how I got to it, man. Just reading comments. Oh, yeah. I spend more time reading comments than I do looking at posts. If something has a hundred comments, man, I'm on it for the next 30 minutes.
2: <laughs> so it just it makes you realize how awful people are. Yeah, it doesn't like, depend take the to me. Time it can be any day. subject, and I'm like, I want to know everything yeah. about what people think about this stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Like You know it's stupid, and you just want to like, see what other people have to say as well. You know what I mean? Do you ever like, watch a bad video, you're just like, oh, I want to see all this shit they're going to talk about it, and they yeah. are absolutely there. Yeah. The trolls are just there. I want
1: to know what's going on with this world. So that's where I fell into, man, and it was something about sleep deprivation, which I'm not, I have no issues going to sleep. So it wasn't even my bag, you know, I just, you just slip and fall, and next thing you know, you're watching this, and these videos are hours long, dude. Mm -hmm. Hours long. So anyways, I was laying there, there's billions of videos, and I'm like, all right, well, let me listen to one. And it's a girl, and she's like,
0: hello, yeah, okay, this is my ASMR video. I have
2: the new iPhone 8. And it's right here. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I see dead people. And she
1: does it for 30 minutes, dude. And they have like a million views, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. dude! she's getting so paid many... for real. Yeah. For real. There's there's advertisements in the middle of the video, which if you're trying to go to sleep, I don't get how that works. Yeah. I'm listening to it, and, sh- and I'm reading about it, and on Wikipedia, it says something like... Uh, you know it's very relaxing and and uh, therapeutic because it'll send shivers down your spine give you goosebumps I'm like yeah so does nails on a chalkboard uh. yeah.
2: it doesn't well, well that's anyways. the thing there's some that could be like pleasant and i saw one that was like not a, pleasant it was so a, it was a pug eating a banana and it sounded horrifying dude <laughs> a pug eating a banana cuz they're heavy breathing and then they have like that mushy sound. yeah it was I mean, they always it's, sound I don't like they're about to die. Yeah.
1: They do. It's like you want to give them CPR every time yeah. you meet one. I saw a link. I didn't click on it, but it was like three hours of mouth
3: sounds.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> First of all, if it takes you three hours to listen to something to go to sleep, like this shit's not helping. I gave it a shot. So I was by myself yeah. and I was like, well I'm gonna give this a shot. Yeah. And there was a girl tapping on her phone. There's some really loud ones though. I gave it a shot and before I knew it I had to listen to 20 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, fuck this. Like I'm not about to I'm not about to become one of these people. But <laughs> I can see it happening, you know what I yeah. mean? Like But it's still freaking weird. First of all, I don't even like my wife like getting close
2: to my ears. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like
1: the whispering thing is yeah. kind of
3: weird. Like, yeah.
1: if you're whispering to me, like, you better be telling me some important shit. <laughs> it's not anything that, it's never going to, like, turn me on. Hey, baby. No. But they're not even like that. Because that's where my mind went. I'm like, oh, these people are, this is a, some kind of fetish. Fetish, right? <laughs> yeah. Now. I'm like, soon soon, this girl's going to be talking dirty, you know? But no. It's like, hey, I'm here, and I got a new iPhone, and I got
2: a and a squeaky toy that I'm just gonna pet. For the next 30 minutes Over just the next four squeaky hours squeaky. of your life. <laughs> how did the internet breed that stuff, man? And the fact that people are getting paid for it, that's even dude, like I feel like from the nineteen nineties to now. How much do you think you're getting paid? If there's a million views on there, they're getting a check for sure. Like Okay. You get a million views on YouTube, how much is your check? Depends how much you get on each ad, but I mean still money like oh, it's still just, money. So yeah, if you get paid five dollars, it's
1: worth it Yeah, straight up now, <laughs> but <laughs> Welcome to tattooing bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: still, like, People are making livings off YouTube now, so if you just do enough just noises and you know
1: I've been on yeah, YouTube yeah. since they dude. first of all I'm old enough to witness YouTube being a thing in the first place yeah. being born. You remember that? I remember it being born. I mean, I Whoa, crazy I videos all the time. I remember. I wasn't all on the internet then. I was AOL <laughs> and some messenger. You didn't have that. Oh yeah. Do you even know about dial-up? Somewhat. Mondo. I know was, what Mondo it is, is it. young in the game. I'm 21. <laughs> young in the game. Did you have IM? Oh yeah. What was your handle? Uh, man, that was. Come on, you remember, bro? Y'all <laughs> <Lettered laughs> didn't write letters to you girl girls. I remember mine. <laughs> I remember mine. <laughs> I was Cotton nine zero five eight.
3: What's the Cotton for?
1: My dad. My dad used to have a CB, but not because he was a truck driver. Just because I guess when he was younger, kids had CBs and they could talk yeah. to each other or whatever. And his handle was Cotton Eye Joe. Oh. Matter of fact, my ha- my first handle might have been Cotton Eye Joe, and then I changed it to nine zero five eight when I first got my my first cell phone, and that was my last four digits on my first cell phone. Mm-hmm nine zero five eight
2: how bulky was your first cell phone
1: um it was bulky i'm trying to remember i don't think it was a flip phone yet it was a nokia yeah i think i got the original nokia first and it was tight i was still dude. snake you remember snake (laughs) that was a hard game bro (laughs) and then texan was whole different you had to like each number had like three letters you remember that like you had to like to say hi you had to push whatever number six times
2: and then the other number three times I had that for like a year, maybe, and I went to like a sidekick or something like that. What,
1: you, well, you had that for a year when you were six? I, when I was like nine, <laughs> I got a phone. Damn. All right,
2: how, what year was well, it when you were 40. nine? How old are you now? Oh, I'm <laughs> 21, so like what year 2000. were you born in? 97. Dude, breath, like math is... How old mind. are you right now? 21? 21, yes. So we're trying to get to nine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was after 2000. Oh, for sure. I think I had my first cell phone in like 2001. 2002. I was in high school. I, was I bought my own when I was... T-Mobile would sell your first cell phone when you are 16. And I got my first cell phone.
3: And I was playing.
1: <laughs> I remember before my cell phone, chicks used to have to call me on my house phone. Mm-hmm. And that was dangerous. Yeah, after 9 o'clock, you better not. What I used to do is call... If I was like... I told a chick, hey, call me. Call me tonight. Like after your parents go to sleep. I would call... A hotline, like, I had all these hotlines I would call. And it was all automated, so they'd put you on forever. You know what I mean? But you would get the beep when someone was calling through. It wouldn't ring. It wouldn't ring through your house. <laughs> so I'd just stay on these hotlines and beep. That's my chick. <laughs> Talk to my girl. My dad never wake up. This is really like when I lived with my mom, man. If she would have found out, that would have been real danger. <laughs> my dad might have just given me props, but. Yeah, that shit didn't fly with my mom, man. Nine o'clock. Phones off. I can't relate with that. You can't relate to a phone. I didn't phone even have with a, a cord land line.
2: On. Do you know how to use a rotary phone? I do. Oh. How do you do it? Well, that's like the rotary tattoo machine, right? Oh, rotisserie. You just step on the pedal, bro. You just dial it to the volts, and then just go from there. Times have changed,
1: Mondo. They have. Mondo started tattooing <laughs> this year for the. For the first time. I guess we can. Let's talk about your apprenticeship, man. Cool. cool. Mondo was my apprentice. I told myself after I've tattooed for 10 years, I'll take on an apprentice. And uh, he walked in with a pretty solid portfolio of paintings. Uh, Thank you. All right. Don't take too much credit, bro. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) They were all right paintings. All right. They're okay. Better than what I've seen before. But I I took him on, and he did a really good job, and he's tattooing now. But things are way, so much different than when the first year of my tattooing than they are his first year. For example, I'll start with number one. If I wanted inspiration, I had to go to Barnes & Noble and buy a tattoo magazine. I had to go to Barnes & Noble because if I went to the gas station, I was getting the cheap tattoo magazine, Mm -hmm. which had... I don't even know where they got those submissions, man. Oh, yeah. Because those are bullshit bullshit tattoos <laughs> man awful tattoos so you'd have to take your ass to barnes noble and buy a tattoo artist magazine yeah you know and then you'd see some real stuff and that's how you get inspired matter of fact i didn't even know about one of the first really good tattoos i got was from cory rogers and he was a local he tattooed in my town downtown houston never even knew about him until mm-hmm. i saw him in a magazine and it said houston i was like oh shit Got tattooed by him, but now on Instagram, man, you got everything at your fingertips. You're just like having a hundred tattoo
2: magazines in your lap all day. How do you feel about that, man? You don't think like that's a little overexposure? I mean, you see a reference, a tattoo that was a reference from something, and you have no idea what their original is. And I feel like back in the day, when you're just looking for a reference, you just you're getting it from a solid source, you know?
1: Yeah, I get that. Back in the day, you referenced Cherry Creek.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for y'all
2: don't know, I, Cherry Creek was like. Late
1: nineties, maybe even early nineties. Yeah, it was tattoo like two flash. Yeah, it was like late eighties, early nineties. It was like the, it was like the laughing Jesus, mm-hmm. wolf with the dreamcatcher, uh, the the Not feather with trends. like all the beads, oh, yeah. uh, the skull, just like eighties. I wouldn't biker even tattoos. say eighty. It was nineties. Eighties biker was like cool Harley,
3: like flames Harley. I mean, there's James. there's some some cool Cherry Creek stuff. You, you're on <laughs> record saying that, bro. Well, <laughs> I mean. You could reference something. You could reference it, yeah. (laughs) You could pull something from it, maybe. I shouldn't have said cool, maybe, you know. Already did. You said cool already, so that's
1: (laughs) fine. You got to get up close to the microphone, dude. All right, whenever
0: you're ready. Oh, you know (laughs) what I'm saying. (laughs) Three, two, one. We're often questioned if you are supposed to tip your tattoo artist. They're permanently drawing on your skin. What do you think? Tips are always welcome. We got mouths to feed.
1: And we're back. Illustrated conversation. We left off to kind of talking about Instagram and its effect on the tattoo world.
3: Let's talk some more about that, man. How has it changed the tattoo world? Well, it's good and bad. It's good because you get people from all over the country that have access, you know, or they can just look you up and you get a, I guess, like a broader audience. People from all over, you know, they might make a trip to come get tattooed by you, whereas normally you'd be, you know, they wouldn't heard have. of. Yeah. but a lot of people instead of Looking for the next tattoo artist, they look for their next tattoo.
1: Yeah, well, before let's just say this. Before Instagram, people just drove to the shop that was closest to them. Yeah. And picked the best guy there. Mm -hmm. But now, one thing Instagram opened up was a daily portfolio. You know, you get to see what people were doing every day, you know, versus before Instagram, you had to wait on the next magazine. And then when you saw those pictures, they were already old pictures, three, six months old, you never know. So yeah, it's extremely, shit. you can watch live videos on Instagram, it's done amazing things for the tattoo industry, but I think it's also hindered it, man. I think it's hindered creativity to the tattoo. Oh yeah, and I guess that
3: kind of falls into where they look for their
2: next tattoo, not their next artist. And other artists that just straight up save images, trace it, just go on from there, like it made people way more available to do that. you you just talking about
1: people ripping off stuff? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: People rip off stuff, man. You know, that's the part. I'm going to break down tattoo artists for a little bit, man. But we're all pirates, man. We are, dude. I don't care how what pedestal you are on tattooing, man. You, you're the best tattooer in the world, man. You're ripping off somebody. Mm-hmm. You are. That's, there's nothing new under the sun, and you're ripping off somebody. You're just doing a better job at most people. Right? Like, yeah. for real. And Instagram has kicked that door wide open, man. I quit following people because I feel like my tattoos are looking like theirs. And it's because I'm just overexposed to other people's work. When you're that overexposed to other people's work, you just subconsciously try to become them.
3: Yeah. Totally. Man. Uh, yeah. But it also, if you're kind of stuck in a rut, you know, as far as inspiration, it can also inspire you. You see somebody do something that you haven't seen yeah, before. Yeah, but the problem
1: is, is you want to do something like them. And they're your well, peer, yeah, you know but, what I'm saying?
3: It's not like pulling, it's not But it's not, not like, necessarily you're trying to like bite their shit, just... But it you know, happens yeah. subconsciously. But like you said, we're all pirates. Yeah, you know, so that whoever's
1: inspiring you is biting somebody
2: in the yeah. first place, you know? For y'all know, biting is stealing other people's shit. Yeah. Especially in traditional tattooing, we all know where it comes from. If that's what you like a, to do, you, you know where you're getting the imagery from. And but
1: like I said before, man, in traditional tattooing yeah you're ripping off some stuff man Mm -hmm. but you're ripping off some really old stuff you know you're ripping off some really old stuff that has some really good meaning Mm -hmm. because i've I've had this dilemma where i'm like you know people ridicule traditional tattoo artists because all their work looks the same it's like well i could say that about anything i could say all portrait artists look the same Mm -hmm. i could say all new school artists look the same there's a reason they all look the same you know but at least in traditional tattooing we're carrying on a meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all of our images are symbolic. Like, the new school skull isn't really symbolic to fucking anything. It's really not, mm-hmm. dude. It's really just a cool-looking skull.
3: yeah.
1: And that's okay to wear. But there's purpose behind traditional tattooing where I don't think there's wholehearted purpose behind other stuff. Are y'all disagreeing with me?
2: No, uh, yeah, I see where much. you're coming
1: from. you are disagreeing with <laughs> me because I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm not going to fire you if you disagree with me, bro.
2: Then that was all bullshit, never mind.
1: I'm probably offending (laughs) a lot of artists right now. But if you think you're an artist because you tattoo, you're not a fucking artist, man. Because if all it takes is to remove tattooing from your life and you're no longer an artist, Mm -hmm. you're not an artist, dude. Right? Yeah. Tattooing doesn't define you as an artist. You have to be an artist and tattooing is just the way you make money. Yeah. This whole tattoo artist thing is a facade. There's no tattoo artists, you know, there's artists who tattoo to make money mm-hmm. that are really good at it. But if you're really good at tattooing and you succeeded in tattooing, you should be able to pluck tattooing from the whole equation and still be a significant artist. Yeah. And if you're not, then you're just a tradesman. You're just They're good true. at a trade, you know, and that's okay too. Be good at a trade. But when you add artist to it, it's like, like, oh, I'm a tattoo artist. I'm an artist. I'm
3: creative and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I bring and, uh, something to the table that you don't, and that's another like another thing with Instagram. You, you have all these—I uh, don't, I don't know what you would call them—these bad hipster tattoos where they're poorly drawn, poorly done. Well, it's the same and image recycled a thousand times, and it's the cool thing now is to yeah. have this these tattoos that look like they were done, you know, in somebody's mobile home. And Are you talking about the stick and poke tattoos? Yeah, or just like the real crude, crude
2: like line drawing. They like it because it, it looks cool. It's an aesthetic, you know what I mean? Having bad art, but people feed off of it. They love it. They just, like, I've seen people that have their whole body covered with just what you would assume they got in prison. But they think it looks cool. And it's like they're... But
1: sometimes aesthetically, it is cool. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, I am not going to lie. I enjoy looking at some of those tattoos. I get what it. I so I that's where I'm the out.
1: fine line but is, man. It's like, I try to equate tattooers with sign painters. There's no interpretive sign painter that's good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a good sign painter, you do clean lines, Mm -hmm. your letters are legible, they're Mm eye-catching,
2: the colors are popping.
1: You know what I mean? And it should apply with tattooing, too. But sign painters outside of sign painters should still be artists. It's a technique we learn to make money, man. And I feel like as tattoo artists, as tattooers who are artists, are ahead of the curve. Because people who are just artists are relying on just selling their bullshit. Mm-hmm. which is what we provide, you know, outside of tattooing. But tattooing is not bullshit because we're following rules, you know what I mean, and guidelines and just like sign painting, you know what I mean? You want things to look clean. <sighs> have
3: y'all seen this blackout thing
1: that's going on?
3: Yeah, I have. Have you it looks, seen that? like people like blacking
2: their arms out or something? No, not just. It's, it's like, like pain can therapy. You, can you explain yeah. it? Yeah, well, like they just tattoo you until you tap out and then more. So, they're like, I saw mm-hmm. this video of this dude getting, like, just the side of his face. But it's, out. like,
1: it's not even images. It's just, like. Yeah, sh- just black. Oh, Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Yeah. And usually it's on the face.
2: And you can see they're them gentils, digging in there. Like, they're professional artists. Yeah. But you can see them just digging on this dude's face. Man. But I just feel like, <laughs> like that's they're, gotta be they're <laughs> trying to be
1: artistic through tattooing, which there's there's really no place for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, first of all, your art dies with the person. People are like, tattoos are forever. No, they're not. Matter of fact, they don't live for more than 100 years. Yeah. (laughs) True. They don't, you know? Whereas, like, look at Da Vinci's art. It's still around. Mm -hmm. Like, it lasts forever. And you know what art lasts longer than even paintings? The written word, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, stories last even longer than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, tattooing is extremely temporary. Extremely. Besides graffiti, I would say it's the most temporary art because graffiti gets painted over daily you know and then tattooing it's on your body and you die and it's gone it's very rarely documented properly you know Mm -hmm. and then you have fine art on canvas which lasts
3: until it's stolen or it's destroyed i mean and, and then still it's if it's stolen it's still there it's still lasting, but the image is t- there and its t- impact is still there, yeah. But t- tattoos don't live on like that, no, they're around as long as you are.
1: And then maybe someone you're related to gets tattooed. This, like, for example, I have clients that come in. Like, yeah. last week I had a, a young lady come in, her father had passed away, who had an eagle tattoo on his arm, and mm-hmm. she had me tattoo a similar mm-hmm. eagle on her arm in the same place, you know. So that tattoo is living on, yeah. but it's not really the original tattoo that's living on, it's mm-hmm. just the idea of the tattoo that's living on. So it's extremely temporary. And even if the Mona Lisa burns tomorrow, yeah, there will be reproductions forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That image will never die. But tattoos do, man. They do. Like, what is she she can't rely on her son or daughter getting that tattoo and just keep going on. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, tattoos die fast.
0: Yeah.
2: Fast. They're extremely temporary. They're just a statement, really. Because, I mean, even popular imagery back in the day, like Pharaoh's horses, for example, you know? A great piece of art. You know that people. Story? Not all of it, clearly, but I've uh, definitely have heard the gist of it. But just the fact that that imagery has been passed on into tattooing, because like people like it so much, you know? it was worth wearing. I just feel like if you have anything that's symbolic to you, even not symbolic, like most of my tattoos have no meaning at all. It's just something you enjoy and you like, so you just wear it on you. But it's very temporary. Yeah. You're right. Very temporary. But the meaning carries on. That's yeah. why
1: traditional tattoos, that's why they carry on. Like The Pharaoh's horses. Mm-hmm. That story, it's, it's like the stories of the Bible. They last longer than empires. You know what I mean? That story, the story of the Pharaoh's horses is the story of Moses parting the Red Sea.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He parted the Red Sea. They crossed. The Pharaoh tried to cross. And the waters caved in on them. So the Pharaoh's horses is a glimpse of the Pharaoh's horses in terror. If you look at them, there's... They're always looking afraid, and there's always water in the picture, right? So it's a powerful story, and that image carries that story with it. And now people might get the Pharaoh's horses just because it looks cool. So therefore, the ritual is surviving, but the meaning has been lost. You know what I mean? But it's just such a powerful—there's a reason it's a powerful image. It's because of the meaning it had at one point, like the Christmas tree. No, yeah it would be Christmas <laughs> without the Christmas tree. Nobody knows why the fuck we put up Christmas trees but it's such a powerful thing if you're if you have a house without a Christmas tree during Christmas time guarantee someone's gonna ask you why do you don't have a Christmas tree in your house at Christmas time And it's like you can turn that around and be like well why don't why do we have a Christmas tree at all? There you go because it's Christmas well no that's just what you do. All right. So uh, we're running out of time. You guys want to
2: give a little um, shout out to how to get a hold of y'all. I'm on Instagram, CS underscore Mondo. tattooer at gmail.com. Just feel free to message me anytime. On Instagram, I'm ZATattooer. My email is ZATattooer
3: at gmail.com. Check out my work. Shoot me an email to set something up. And both these guys work for me,
1: man. You can catch them at Bold and Brave Tattoo boldandbravetattoo.com or boldandbravetattoo at gmail.com if you want to send us an email and make sure they get it alright thanks a lot Illustrated Conversation thanks for listening
0: a good tattoo isn't cheap and a cheap tattoo isn't really good Capish. follow KC and the artist of Bold and Brave Tattoo in Leak City at boldandbravetattoo.com and on Instagram the Illustrated Conversation. Catch new episodes Monday nights at eight, a vinyl draft radio production.